Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome back to Candyland. How are you doing, Gemini? Good. I'm so glad that we took our literal just conversation on FaceTime and said, why don't we just start recording? Honestly, we just decided what day we were going to record for the week. And then out of nowhere, our phone call turned into let's record right now. And that's the only energy that I want in my life. That's because spirit had messages flowing through. Honestly, I have this new body scrub and it's called Dew of the Gods. And I just feel like anything that says of the gods is is good for me. I love it. Anything that is about like elevating to your highest and best version of yourself. I feel like, you know, the thing about the podcast is we don't really sit around and talk about people. So like we just talk about really cool stuff and we're like, hell yeah, let's record it. <laughs> we were, we were just sitting here and we talked about our businesses a lot too behind the scenes and like what are you doing to switch it up how are you doing things and that always I don't know inspires us to keep on having like conversations about evolving literally we have so many ideas and like they're all coming together and I know like we're both doing things behind the scenes as well but I really love the podcast because it's such a way to be transparent with everyone I really am digging the vibe of like having something that we're needing done and the other person being like I got a girl that does that I gotta uh, let me give you her number right now look at she did this for me I traded her this is like a thing like let's get you in touch and one of us always fucking knows a bitch that knows a bitch that knows how to get something done you know what <laughs> and honestly like I only want to be around people who are living their fucking best life like if you are a miserable ass bitch I don't want to be near you and that's what's cool about our friendship is like we don't need to see each other or be together every day, but we are super close. And it's crazy because there'd be people that's up in y'all's face 24 seven that y'all don't even like. That's weird to me. She's like, we're obsessed with each other and we're not even near each other. What are you doing with the people <laughs> close to you? But like, how do you not like the people that you bring around you? Like, you know what I mean? Like so many people just are not happy with their surroundings, but they don't change them. And I'm just saying like, we have a bond that's unbreakable. We don't even see each other, but like, imagine like being in the same household or being around people 24 seven that you can't fucking stand. And it just like every day, your mood is crazy. You know what I mean? Like every day you're being affected by that. And I just feel like for anyone, I want people to be like, you know what? I deserve better. I'm fucking amazing. And I don't need to stay here and I can do my own fucking thing because that's what we support. Like I do not support people who stay in situations and do very little to change them. But like, or in competition with people who are just trying to live their best life. I agree with you. And you know what? Like, fly like an eagle, yes. And also, I have woken up in the same tiny home as you for days. And I still like you. We didn't have we didn't have coffee in the morning before talking. Like we had one tiny little bathroom that we had to share and we had to figure out. And like 
fucking homegirls to dodge and like coerce into not leaving us alone in the desert. And through everything, here we are fucking thriving. Thriving. And you know what? I was like looking back through some of our old episodes because my cat is going crazy and he agrees that that bitches are crazy because you just don't know people. And we have went through so many waves of like people we thought we could trust that we were cool with and then like completely be like, holy moly, cannot trust you. And to like learning how to navigate friendships as like two people almost too, because like when we're doing a brand together, we get like we're Siamese fucking twins. And so if someone is irked by something that one person does, we both get thrown into it. And like, sometimes they'll flip flop and be like, just kidding. I wasn't mad at you. I was mad at her. But then just a joke. I'm mad at you both. Fuck you guys. You guys are cult leaders, um, which we are. And, (laughs) but for real, and I think when I think back on what was the like first frustration or like person that we had between us was literally when we went to interview that person, that girl who was like, I'm by the pool and we're like, and so if you hear splashing and we're like, we're literally interviewing you and we already had to reschedule this. And then I'm I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna talk about my traumas and you're like that's not really this podcast and she's like Gemini your friend's a cunt and you guys aren't getting anywhere yeah she totally was like she's dimming your light so that I was so negative and I was just bringing you down and you know what was interesting about that is that lady was not who she portrayed herself to be and unfortunately like when you interview people, they are completely strangers. And you've got to think that like, when you ask someone sometimes, like you don't know where their mind is going. Are they thinking like, wow, this is an opportunity to collaborate and this is amazing. Or are they thinking, yeah, damn right. You want to interview me. You know what I mean? Like there's two different waves in people, especially these like influencers or TikTokers or people that have a lot of followers, just anyone in general in a spotlight, some people switch up and I can recognize the real motherfuckers, but in the beginning, when you first get in a group chat with someone and within five minutes, they're flipping out on you. I would say they're the problem, but that's just me. Cause like things are chill until that lady was doing the most. And then she was mad at me. I forgot about that. Cause that didn't even phase me. It really didn't. I barely remember that. That was so long ago. Uh, I think my favorite, this is like all like behind the scenes, like scoops that we're dropping. Cause I remember too, when we were like so excited about interviewing that one person and like I had sent you her page, like we were so excited, showed up in her fucking car with no lights on. (laughs) And like the the first 15 seconds in, you start talking and she's like, I don't agree with that. And everything you said, she goes, I don't agree with that. To the point that I was like, why are we here? No, do not be making me laugh like that. (laughs) That girl was interesting and cut from a different cloth. And I don't know what was going on with her, but I feel like she was in her car doing some drugs or something prior. She was doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing, I think. She was interesting. And I think that she had some kind of like situation going where she had like gotten in a fight 
not like literally, but like mentally, like her mind was somewhere else. She was upset with someone. She was thinking about someone. She was not in the car with us. <laughs> and I felt like we were in her car because at one point she started driving. We never aired the, <laughs> we never aired the interview. You are muted. Oh my God. This is what I mean when I say that we've been through so much just like behind the scenes shit together that people do not understand like the shit that we have bobbed and weaved over here like Mr. miyagi and Chopstick the Fly like along our journey the things that we have done together and then weird ass stink coochie bitches just be coming out of the woodwork like I think that you guys giving messages of like guidance and healing is fuckery and I'm going to let everybody know that this is witchery and cult-like mentality. And it's it's interesting for us to talk about even having any kind of issue behind the scenes because we never have the issue. There's never, we're always just like, we're here rooting y'all on. How come you look like a bum? You're coming here with some stink coochie energy. You're talking shit behind the scenes. Like how come nobody wants to come in here and have some healing? And you know what? People don't take things very seriously and they definitely don't respect other people's time. And that's one thing that I had learned. And I know that like you doing Coven of Rejects and like interviewing people, like you have issues with scheduling and things, but it's like, respect my time. You know what I mean? Like don't. And then my second favorite is where they just do the interview and it's just like, they don't act like they're even in the room most of the time. Like they answer a phone call they light up a cig, like whatever they're doing, like <laughs> there's just whatever they're doing. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're popping their shit, but they're just like, not there. You know what I mean? And we've, we've like had multiple interviews with different people that I felt was similar, like sheesh. And you know what I think about that? People don't know how to communicate either. So I think sometimes like people get on podcasts and they think it's going to be easy or that it is easy to like, just carry on a conversation and flow with someone, but it's not, it's not. And some of those things like podcasts people like are painful. Like, I'm not going to lie, Joe Rogan, he's kind of painful to listen. I don't even like his voice very much. Like if there's someone on there I want to listen to, but people are obsessed with that. And I just don't even like his voice whatsoever. It just hurts. Okay, you can't dog Daddy Rogan out like that. I'm not. Okay? I'm not dogging him. I'm just saying I personally would rather listen to like Howard Stern. Like I like his voice, but I don't like. You know what I mean? There you go. You don't like his voice. No, you, I don't listen to him though. You know what I mean? So speaking of Howard Stern, so Bunny always said she wanted to be the female Howard Stern. Like that was her shit. And then recently, Howard Stern did this interview talking about Jelly and Bunny uh-huh. and. I was like, she, I was waiting for her to have the video clip of her talking about the female Howard Stern and then him talking about her, but she incorporated him into her new intro for the podcast. And I am just loving the fucking watching the fairy godmother unfold her life. Praise, praise the godmother. I love that for her. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And everything about it is giving like, icon 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 i love it mother <laughs> mommy is that you <laughs> you know what i think's amazing though is that she continues to bring amazing people into my life like including you for those that don't know or you're just catching on me and gemini met through 
her finding me on Bunny's podcast with the first interview that I did back in 2020, back during the pandemic is when the first time I met her. Like when I got there, I was thinking I was going to have to like wear a mask that she'd be like, she was like, no, give me a hug. Like, we're good. Like you want to eat, you want to stay all kinds of people showed up. I met everyone that day. Like it was, it was really dope. And at that time she was still driving her Camaro. And I like, was like, it, I was like, I know that's her car. Like, it was just like such a destined thing. I drove to Nashville and it was just like cool. And then the fact that like, I'm meeting so many amazing people through that, especially you, like my best friend and someone that we have a business together. And I remember when we were starting this business, my own mom was like, you don't know that girl. You can't trust her. You don't know her. Like my mom was freaking <laughs> like, and I'm like, mom, you don't have a business with anyone. And you've never had a business ever in your life. Like, don't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me how to make business moves. Mom, I'll navigate however the fuck I'm going to. Sit down and watch this. Yeah. I love it, though, because when you do things for yourself, it's not about, like, the outcome. Like, you're doing it because you enjoy it or you thrive in that environment. And, like, that's why I want everyone to get into an environment where they thrive. Because, like, if you're not thriving in your native, like, home environment, that is your root problem. That is why you're unhappy. That's why you wake up tired. That's why you're not like enjoying the moment. That's why like you look back and you're like mourning the time that's passing rather than sitting in the moment. Like I always tell myself, like, you're never going to be 30 years old again. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like one day you may have all the money and all the business and all the like success that you want now, but you're never going to be this age again. You know what I mean? And like, it just really like puts me into a place where I'm just like, I don't even give a fuck. Like I'm about to take my readings down to a few days a week. Cause I just don't even want to spend all my time working either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to drain all of my energy where I don't want to give myself a reading or, you know what I mean? Like helping people can become like an addiction or like a people pleasing thing. And like when no one helped you, you want to help people who feel the way that you did because like, you don't want people to feel like that. And I know bunny deals with that. Like, because a lot of people just want to take, take, take from her, but it's amazing. Like all the things that like, have really came from like the connection with her, you know what I mean? And like how grateful that I am for her. So it's like amazing how, like when you're doing the things you love, you just end up at the places you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And that goes into, I mean, even what we were talking about last week with, you can think that also that there's something that you love and that you want to chase and that you're passionate about, and you can go balls to the wall on that and then realize too that, hey, this thing that I thought was really meant for me and that I really want just isn't. And I had to give that a try and I had to at least see that out and go in another direction. And I, I'm really liking, um, there's this energy on mentorship right now too, where it's like, people aren't nervous to like try new things and experiment with new things. And it's like, just this like collective energy. And I really dig that. Cause that's where you're going to learn your like soul lessons too. And what you are passionate about and what things are just like interests as opposed to like your passion projects. And, you know, I love that energy because it's so inspiring when you see people like trying the things like and just experimenting with something they never have and then liking it or like whatever but the thing that you just said that I really want to emphasize on is like knowing the difference between like I'm doing this and then being able to be like okay this isn't for me rather than being like no I said that I would do this so people are expecting me to stay doing this or you know oh well you know because in your case it's like people always want to say something about something in any way you know what I mean just like in anyone's case like but especially like 
when you're an entrepreneur, like if you go back to having a day job, people are like, oh, their business wasn't successful. Even though like your business be booming and it can be like really tiring to do everything, to be the marketing, the financing, the face, you know, the brand, the voice. The people that have those opinions though, those people are never people that are in business positions. There's never been a bitch that's talked about me that is running game better than I'm running it. There's never somebody talking about how much money I'm making that's making more money than I'm making because if you're focused on your own coin, you truly don't give a fuck. So if you're going to talk shit on somebody trying to work for themselves, it's because you are, you've given up the idea of ever doing that for you. And you're going to work at the same nine to five. You're not going to promote because you don't educate yourself and advance yourself and learn. You're going to stay making your same, whatever pesos you're making. And then you're going to bitch to everybody online. And you're going to keep on trying to have inspirational people give you abundance workings and readings but you're never going to put energy into yourself so you can kiss my whole fucking butthole with that idea thank you that's all there you go and I think people don't realize how difficult it is to work for yourself and do something that you love at the same time because it does take the factor of like loving it out of the equation in a way like doing something that we like are coming from such a genuine like energy trying to help people who maybe don't want that for themselves and I'm finding that like over time it really does show like the illusions of the situation like the people who do put in the work evolve and start excelling and the people who are just like there but they're like they're paying but like they're not maybe doing the work or they've done something but then they stop it's like that doesn't help anyone and then they will be kind of mad in a way like you know what I mean outward towards other people not necessarily the reader per se but it's like it starts happening the projections you know what I mean because they're aware of them but they're not doing the real work to work through them and understand them and that's why I'm always like quick to be like yeah that person's projecting onto me and I'm cool like I'm cool with it like I don't mind people asking a couple questions or something but you can tell when someone like wants you to give them an answer that's like not really the answer you know what I mean like they'll keep asking you the same question but like even sometimes spirit because I know what the answer is spirit's like we don't want to go there right now it's going to distract them we're not going there you know what I mean and that's just what we do and and I've never had anyone be upset about that because they end up getting something really fulfilling out of the reading because we didn't go right to their trauma and that's like that one girl that wanted to come on the podcast like I don't want to talk about your trauma because we all have trauma and I think that I want to talk about like the things that you're doing that bring joy to your life because like what you talk about is what you attract so if you talk shit about people you attract people who talk shit about you and vice versa yeah um I think my favorite guest to this date that we've had on the podcast and probably will ever have has been VIP um that girl is so fucking solid and like we in our group chat the other day I said it like she is the exact same person when you talk to her on a podcast interview that she is on her Facebook that she is when you get her on a FaceTime her character is always the exact same and her communication is so direct like if you're going to do a project with Peach she's going to be like this is exactly how much it's going to cost this is what my expectation is this is where it's going this is what's happening this is how we're doing it are you in or no oh you're not in I'm gonna figure it out by myself because I'm a boss bitch you know what I mean like I love her because her her. character (laughs) is like golden as fuck and the way that she portrays herself is just like so humble but also like I will shit on you and I will I will do that and you can't stop me 
you could join me, but you're definitely not going to top me. Like, and that, that rhymes because she makes me kind of want to rap about her. No, I'm kidding. She's just so cute. And she's like really easy to like hype up because she is so sweet. And I feel like the way that she's also like very firm and assertive is amazing. Like all at the same time, she can be all those things. You know what I mean? It's really cool to watch. I think it's beautiful too, to see a woman that is so sure of themselves and like where they're going and what they're doing, that there is, there is zero holdback on her repping herself out, her giving you a business card, her singing you a lullaby in the fucking park, her talking to you on the bus and giving you a bit like when I hand somebody a business card now or a sticker, I'm always thinking of peach. Like I don't hand out my own business card and not think like, that bitch, it shows me networking. Honestly, facts. I found her card <laughs> at a concert. So, you know, she wasn't even at that concert. And whenever we like really look at the nitty gritty of the whole situation, like we were just destined to meet that girl. <laughs> just like we were destined to meet. Like there's so much destiny unfolding when you let the universe work for you. Cause I'll just be honest. I used to not have solid bitches in my life because I wasn't a solid bitch. I definitely had like, I was more solid than the people I was around, but those people were always doing me dirty, which also like gave me that vengeful, like revenge. I'm like, one time a guy that I used to like, like, and kind of date, I like found out he got herpes, which he did, but he was trying to give it to people. So um, of course, being me, like 19 year old me, I'm the one that gets on Facebook and it's just like, ting, ting, ting. Here's the results. Here's the business. Here's what's up. Cause he was telling someone that he gave it to them and gave them like, you know, like he had to legally tell them like, that's what's up. So I'm telling everyone. Cause like, that's not okay. And I just like need I needed everyone to know that I'm sure I saved lives that day. Like, even though it was me, like looking like I was being a bitch, you know what I mean? I just felt like he wouldn't tell people till afterwards, clearly, because he gave it to someone, you know what I mean? And there was like results with his name on it that says he has it, you know, and like, that's not okay. You know that, like you should tell someone before. <laughs> so like, I've always been that very outspoken person, but it wasn't like for the better good of every, I mean, sometimes, but like in a vengeful way, you know what I mean? Have you seen John Tucker must die? It's my life you've seen that movie I love that movie I was just watching that with my stepdaughter while she was here oh my god speaking of her when she was here this is going to take us on a total squirrel moment we're going to be completely off track um when she was here I told you that she wanted to go on a walk so I gave her pepper spray and you were like oh we need to talk about that on the podcast oh my gosh so um I am super hyper aware of like I'm a true crime fanatic right and I also as a kid was put in like really bad situations and allowed to do things that I should have never been allowed to do but nobody cared so um she wanted to go on a walk with okay she's my sister-in-law but she's 11 because my father-in-law decided he wanted to get fucking freaking nasty later on in life too and had another round of kids so my uh husband's my husband's sister is the same age as his daughter. So um, they wanted to go on a walk together. And, and it was starting to like get dusk. And we're new to the neighborhood. So I don't know it very well yet. So I was like, here, you can take pepper spray. And I was like, this is how you use pepper spray. So I'm in my kitchen. Like, you're going to lift this up. You're going to push this down. I'm like, you're going to want to go in a T. So you go across their eyes and then you go up 
like up their nose and in their mouth. Like that, it, that's how you use pepper spray. Jesus Christ, save me. And so she was, <laughs> so I told her that I was like, I was all, you do the cross like you're praying. I'm like, this, that's what you do. She's like, okay, cool. So they leave. She's got her cell phone. And Brian had been like, um, she asked him and he goes, I don't know, ask your mom. And so they leave and he goes, I was going to say no. You said yes. So I, I I told them to ask you because I know you and I thought you would say no. I'm like, I'm trying to let them have some independence. And so um, they go on this walk and I'm over here like calling because it's starting to get dark and she's not answering her phone. And I'm hearing like, we have a lot of kids in the neighborhood, so there's always screaming. And so me, I'm like hyper fixated on the screaming outside. And I'm like, it doesn't sound like her, but like, what is she screaming? And I'm not there. And so I'm like, I bet you she's on a fucking Snapchat video with her friend and she doesn't want to hang up. So I call her on Snapchat. She picks up. Hi, mom. I'm like, come home. She goes, well, I'm around the block. I said, I don't give a fuck. Come home. It's getting dark. And so she's like, okay, we'll start walking there in a minute. I'm standing outside. I'm wearing like, I think I, I was wearing some pajamas, no shoes on. There's people outside. I'm in the front yard waiting for her. She comes up the road and I'm like, have you lost your fucking mind? Like that you're going to tell me you're going to walk around the block. And then you know that I'm fucking crazy. And you're gone for like a good 40 minutes, not answering your phone. I was lit. And she was on this. She wanted to watch. She's like crew true crime shows while she was here and so I was like yeah we'll watch some true crime things and she's watching these abduction things and these guys talking to these girls that they've abducted and she's like I don't get the big deal they weren't that mean to her and they let her have food and they let her go and so I like you're never going on a walk again I was panicking in my soul <laughs> I'm like uh and I I'm like the helicopter parent and to the point that like when Max Godmom was here over the weekend, she's like, you have to let your kid go outside and like go play with friends and not be in your supervision because that's how he learns life skills. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about, I don't know about that, that he could do that in the, in the safety of his school um, and hope it's safe. Actually, no, he does need to go play with friends because when I was a kid, I did play with friends. And you know, it's funny. I think that if kids want to make friends in their like, neighborhood, friends. that's important. But I think that so many people do like let their kids just stay on TV or screens all day. And I think that's the worst. In my opinion, they, they have little friends here, but like my thing is if you're going to play outside, I need to be able to step outside and see you. And like, if I can't, then you need to be able to hear my voice when I call for you. Because if he's outside playing with his friends, I go outside like every 20, 30 minutes. And I'm just like, Mac, are you good? Like, are you fine? You know, sometimes kids are assholes too. And you just want to come home and you're like, no, mom, I'm coming home. You know, like sometimes you need an out. He's only seven. I wouldn't let him go out by himself at seven. <laughs> but our our neighborhood is really small, and there's um like a little duplex across the street with some kids, but they're mad at him. You want the tea? They're mad at him right now because he put chalk in this little boy's water, and the little boy's sister said, "Don't put chalk in there." And Mac was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do it anyways," because he was trying to play a prank on this little boy. So he put the chalk in the water. The boy didn't drink it or anything. The girl. It was livid 
and apparently was like, you could poison my brother, all this stuff. So he comes running inside. He's talking to me. We decide to go outside. The little girl's coming down her stairs across the street. And she's like, my mom said that it's not toxic. And I was like, so then are you guys good? And she's all, no, I'm going to remember this forever. <laughs> and like, walked inside her. <laughs> Great. It's awesome. And so he's gone out like every day to see if kids are playing outside and the kids aren't playing outside. And he's like, well, I'm going to remember this forever. That's awesome. I'm going to remember this forever. He's had his first conflict with a, a girl. <laughs> He's like, like, you know, those, um, those girls that are like, oh, don't worry if he's outside. I'll watch him. But he, she's the same age. It, that kind of like, I got this. And she's a little entrepreneur though. She's telling me how she's been saving up her money to start her own uh, fudge business and she's going to make fudge. And she's like, I've saved up $130 and that's less than I'm going to need for my materials. And so I'm going to be able to have 10% to put into savings to go towards my next batch. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually on point. Pop your shit clean. Well, she'll watch him if you know what I mean. <laughs> no 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 you know what's funny is I do remember kids like that when I was a kid I hung out with all different age ranges age ranges because it was like a small town not a neighborhood it was like a town the size of a neighborhood and um there was not a lot of people to hang out with so <laughs> kind of had like a big age range like my neighbor friend too old I can't leave my mom let me hang out these people these people are too old for me I've never been I would never be like 15 years old and be like yep a nine-year-old I'm gonna hang out with her because her mom's cool and their house is cool and maybe like I don't know like I have no clue like I don't know so here we are my mom she got free babysitting from everybody because everybody just like wanted to hang out with me I don't know I mean I hung out like I was I don't know I guess it's just normal or maybe acting too old for my age I was like I'll watch them but one time the funniest thing that you bring this up when I was about 13 years old my mom's friend who is a crazy lady. We will not name drop, but this lady was crazy. She had two kids. And I think at the time, like they were like 10 and 15. And she was like, really wanting my mom to see if I could babysit her kids. Because I was just like 13. 10 and 15. And she wanted a 13 year old to babysit them. Yeah. That's weird as fuck. I know. I know. She thought I was like, at that time, you know what she told my mom? She was like, I thought Paige was like 16 or 17. Because <laughs> my mom was letting me act like her grown bestie. Well, go you. Um, I mean, that's why my that's why my stepdaughter acts like she's, you know, 18 going on, you know, whatever, be, when she's 11. And when you have parents that treat you like their friend instead yeah. of and like their party buddy and they're I'll just take you here and we'll go do this instead of you know I have so many things I could say um can I uh end that rant real quick because my blood boils at that topic and I'm like on one about it um I want to tell you about my little neighbor friend that I had you have a neighbor friend well I did when I was kid and um her name was destiny shout out what's up it was in sacramento california and i was never like she never would invite me over to her house and then she invited me over one night 
And I don't remember what we did, but I remember that they all shared one glass of milk at the table. And it was like a big deal for me to get like my own cup of water and not have like communal stuff. And her dad wouldn't let me have milk and I didn't understand. And I will try not to gag. They would all use the same cup of milk. And then at the end, if the milk wasn't gone, they would put it back into the jug. And that's why they didn't let me have milk and they had me drink water. And it's because they would like drink the same. And then we would like, she wanted to write our secrets in our diaries one time. And I don't remember what my secret was, but it was something small. It was probably like, I make out with my teddy bear when nobody's around or something weird. And <laughs> she was like, I love the smell of my own pee. And sometimes I'll just sit in the bathroom and smell my pee before I flush. I'll never forget that. And I stopped being able to hang out with her because she was playing with my Mary Kate and Ashley dolls in my bathroom at our apartment. And she flipped the one of the dolls over and was like, oh, my God, I don't like when you're looking at my alley like that. And I was like, what's an alley? And she goes, her vagina. And my mom busted in the bathroom and was like, you need to go home. And then she told me I couldn't hang out with her anymore. And my mom is like the quietest, most gentle fucking flower. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> What the that's, fuck? that's why I was that's laughing just... while you were talking about like your little neighbor friend because it just made me think of her and then I was just thinking about my mom busting in that bathroom and how I couldn't wait to tell you you know what that's a living legendary story because that girl who knows where she ended up and that's terrible because when you like like you said grow up around parents who treat you like their friend it is extremely toxic for your mental health and it makes you a people pleaser and it makes you have like certain like lack of boundaries or self-esteem and just different things and it's it's a different type of person that does that <laughs> to their kid and I lived it and I'm and I love my mom but me being an only child and her being an only child it was like I was her her bestie you know what I mean so like that's what she I feel like that's why you understand so much. Like when I talk to you behind the scenes is because that's the same situation that she's in. You know what I mean? Like, and um, so on like a soul sister level, like, you know, I hadn't ever talked to you about anything that, you know, I've ever gone through with that and, and with that side of things and with like the step parent things and the situation with her and us and everything. And then once I did, I was like, oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about this before because just like mindsets that you have or like opinions that you have or thought processes that have helped me kind of calm down with the situation a little bit because you've been able to be like, I went through that with my mom. Like, this is probably what your daughter's feeling or what she's going through and how she's handling it and how you can help. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, honestly, it's like a difficult age because like what you said, she's 11. That was like right around the time that the trauma really like kicked into high gear. Like yeah, the, the beginning part of my life, my mom like was pretty like attentive and like there. But then whenever she hit her like midlife crisis and I think like around the time she turned like 40 or whatever, it was like poof. And she went next fucking level into a different person. And then like she's just never like you know what I mean like it just it was different and I like moved in my dad straight up so that's why I like know this will work out because it's like literally vicariously the same thing that happened to me <laughs> like right before high school I moved in with my dad and like that was basically that All, everything's history you know what I mean like and it's just crazy that's the best thing that could happen like 
is her being here with us in something that like I trust that the universe like takes care of things. Like I've always said that um, I've never had to drag anybody down in the situation because spirit's always going to handle it the way that it needs to be had. And, you know, I think that whether about this situation or other situations, you know, people, a lot of people don't believe in like karma or things coming back around or whatever, but eventually, and and we can get really frustrated at like, this person's not getting what like they deserve. And I just think that we put judgment and timelines on what should happen to other people. And we want them to get some kind of like, just like we want justice for something. But when you move in a bad way, that eventually comes back up to you. Like you don't have to believe in like the tenfold rule or whatever for it to, for you to believe things come back to you. If you treat people in life like a shitty person and you don't do the right thing, people take note of that and you eventually pay for that consequence. If you're neglecting a kid, eventually it gets brought out that you're neglecting. If you are um, stealing from your job, eventually they find out that you've been stealing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so true. And I don't even really pay attention to what other people are doing. And I also like want to lift people up. And I like, I love that about you because we don't even really talk about her. We only really talk about your daughter, what she's going through and like how the person is like projecting that onto her, but never once, like almost like I have compassion because it's like, you know, like to even be able to forgive my own mom and, and me and her to have a bond, you know what I mean? Like it took a lot of compassion and understanding that she was just a person dealing with her own unhealed trauma and suppressing it with drugs and alcohol and, you know, partying and all the things that get you nowhere. And if you party all through your thirties, I promise you, when you turn 40, you're going to lose your shit. So if you're just now turning 30 or you're getting close, you're like, Oh, that won't happen to me. Blah, blah, blah. If you're still partying at 35 and I'm talking like tell, gating bars you know always need to have drinks with dinner etc 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 like you're out more nights of the week than not or drinking more nights of the week you don't even have to be out baby because you're like oh I don't go out yeah because you just drink at home because it's cheaper so that's almost worse you know what I mean like at least the other people know like I can't get too fucked up because I have to drive you know what I mean like it might be social for them but either way however you define it social or practical mm -hmm. or daily or habitual whatever you want to say it will unfold where your body starts breaking down. You aren't in your twenties anymore. Like every day is turns into a head out hangover or a headache or a migraine. My favorite is when people that are like pushing 40 still do hard drugs and they have migraines all the time. Yeah, baby. When you do drugs all the time and then you come down back to earth with us and you're pushing 37, 38. Yeah. I'm sure you have a migraine 24 seven and no, it's not clinically diagnosable except the fact that you're on an up down up down schedule you know what I mean and like so many people, those are meth grains. what I said those aren't migraines those are meth grains <laughs> put that on a t-shirt <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it Ooh. <laughs> you know I love that because I watched the same situation to me and I was so much better off when I moved in with my dad because it was like I went from bestie to like my dad does not fucking play like my dad does not fucking play and his parenting skills are military style and like I went from the frat house to military house like boarding school type shit like bedtimes and curfews and things I've never been 
exposed to. That is like, not like that's like normal shit. You're like, yeah. it's like boot camp because I have a bedtime and a curfew. I felt like it was boot camp because I went from being just balls to the wall. Like I just don't even know how like I personally have persevered through some of the things that I have like went through as a kid because every door it was just like bad path, bad path, bad path. Like it was just like I kept going through those doors. You know what I mean? It wasn't that I didn't have other options. It was just like I was exposed to all this stuff and like these people and like growing up where I grew up. I'm not name dropping, but it's like a place that like literally most of the people there, like there's more stop signs than there's teeth and things like that. Like people don't, they don't take care of their hygiene. Like there's not a lot going on there. And if you still live there, you do drugs, you, you cook drugs, you do drugs, whatever you do. Like that's how I feel about my hometown. Sosa. My cat. Sosa. Sosa. But he, um, the people down there and like the things I grew up around, it's just like, every door was leading to something crazy and I remember that like even when I moved away from there at times I would go back and hang out with those people and like go hang out in those trailers and just like crazy ass trailer park just like for absolutely no reason other than I had a death wish you know what I mean like I had gotten out of that place and then would drive the hour and a half from the city to like go out there and like one time, this is the funniest fucking story. I took a bunch of people from the city down there and I should not have done that because the police woke up from their, like, they were sleeping at their house. Someone called the police that we were having a party in my old, like abandoned house, like where my mom and them had like got the house foreclosed and like weren't paying the bills and the grass was all grown up, all the things. I was having a party there and I had already done it a few times so I didn't think it was going to be a problem like so I invited a lot of people and I don't know why I did that in a town that literally chirps crickets like so the police made like 23 people walk to the police station and like lock people up called people's parents I've never seen people's parents so mad some of the people that are there like not even alive now because th that's the path they ended up on you know what I mean like their parents killed them that night <laughs> yeah because it was fucking wild it was and you know some of these things that I went through like I was like 14 or 15 I was probably 15 I think I was like a sophomore in high school this year that year and there was people that went to like big boy jail that were like over 18 and got in big trouble for hanging out with kids. Like a bunch of them people, like, like, I don't know if that puts you on the sex offender list, but if you're like doing drugs and partying with kids and then you go to jail, I think it does. Dude, no, but on a serious note, the amount, like, because I look back on like my teenage years, when I think about parties and stuff, I'm like, yep, it was because I was interested in older boys. And it was always like, yeah, I remember this one time I was super into this guy. It was my friend's brother. And I was like, super into him. He was hella cute. And I went to the store with my dad and he was out of high school at this point, but I was in high school. Um, and he was just sitting outside of Safeway with his friends at like a table. And I was like, oh my God, dad, like he's here. And my dad's all hella loud in the parking lot we're walking in what a fucking loser who hangs out at Safeway after they're graduated high school and doesn't have a fucking job oh my god that's oh my god I was mortified I and because like my dad's usually more laid back and like an observer of things and so I just okay 
the times that I've seen my parents act out of pocket has been because of me, clearly. Like my mom out of pocket. Um, I made my dad go out of like irritating my dad is something that I have just thrived on my entire life. Um my stepdad and I just, I don't, I don't know what it's been, but I've always just been like, you want to fight? I don't know. I love him to death, but also I just, I make him act out of character when I was younger. Gemini, the rebel, Paige, the crazy one. No, I don't know what, what like I actually was in my head as a young child. I thought I was invincible. I don't know why. Like we would have definitely been fine because you never know, but people that I grew up with are not okay. They're not fine. Like, unfortunately, the crazy thing is, is a lot of people lose their shit in those illusions like that you're taught and you have to fight to break free of that like you're not that type of parent like or you know like you know your stepdaughter's being exposed to all this stuff and it's like you can't even understand it or fathom it you know what I mean and then there's still like this argument there or like this like I'm doing fine and don't ask about my stuff you know what I mean like this anger like being directed towards you and you're just trying to do like what you feel is the right thing you know what I mean and I feel like that's exactly how it was with my mom and dad growing up. And like, when you bring your children into like adult problems, like that's where like, it's not healthy. It's not healthy, like for them to know parental problems and, and problems with money and bills and things like that. And like, I was exposed children should to never be exposed to conversations about child support, about custody, about any of that. Like they, those shouldn't be things that you're, if you have a parent coming to you with concerns, something that the kids have said, it should never be redirected to the kids about how dare you say that. It should be a conversation, maybe in private with your kid about like what's going on that's making you feel that way. Because if you're genuinely not doing something, you're not going to have a problem with the fact that your kid is speaking. Well, I grew up with the child support conversation constantly. My dad like love him to death but he fucking told me every time he saw me that he gave my mom child support every week like every time I saw him and I'm just like I'm seven you know what I mean like I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that like I personally as an adult don't even want to have a child if I'm not with someone that I don't plan on being with I feel like people just be having kids with people because they want to control them people that they want to like manipulate sometimes and then they use that kid as like the pawn or use the kid as like the thing and I don't like that energy you know like that's just very traumatic for a child and I personally like have seen people that have tried to date me that have like all these baby mama issues and I'm just like nope instantly it's like nope and then Another thing that turns me off in a way is like when you have a bunch of different baby moms and then you talk shit with all of them and they all have drama. It's just like, that's even more tacky. Cause then it's like, you want to bring me into your drama circle. It's not even like, you're like, Oh, I get along with my baby moms. It's like 90 things going on. I'm like, Oh, so I don't know. I just be staying in my lane with that. And another thing, like I've dated people with kids in the past and then you get attached to their kids. And then when they leave and you know what I mean? Like you don't see those kids anymore. They're not your kids kind of thing. And that's traumatic too for the kid and for me. 
I am one of those people who just believes firmly that you shouldn't just introduce your kid to anybody and um, that there should be like really, that there should just be different boundaries. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just me. I say that, but like my stepdaughter was on our first date when we went on our first date and that was because he had her full time. And so in order for us to go out, she had to go out too. And that was, he didn't have somebody to just have her. He had her full time. And, but I'm also the only person that he's ever dated other than her mom. And then, you know, we ended up being married and stuff, but I think that there are, there are people, um, who just be bringing out any fucking Dick, Harry, Ron, Harold, and are just like, hey, not only are we moving in together, but this is her family. We're going to be, uh, he's so good. We're going to, we're going to be the happy family together. I'm actually watching that unfold on Facebook with two people I don't know right now. Like I was friends with the guy and he would always try to slide and I don't know him, but it's one of those people that you can just tell that their life is like, a shit show and that they're on drugs and then it's just like kind of like a spiral all the time and it's kind of interesting to watch so I've just kind of like watched from afar I wouldn't have known who he was if he wasn't like messaging me though you know what I mean it's just like once he started doing that I started paying attention to him a little bit not like messaging him back but like his stories and some of his compulsive like drug rant statuses that you can just tell that people are like doing crazy things you know and he got with this girl like I don't know maybe two three months ago now and within the first two weeks he got a huge tattoo on the side of his neck with her name I'm talking massive like huge her name is like this big and he'll post it like she is my queen we are here forever you will never stop us then and now in his bio it says I love this girl I love her kids that is my queen and I am her blue-eyed king. And it's just, it's the most interesting thing to watch. I have never been more entertained by something in oh my God. before. It's wild. And then remember that group I mentioned that are we dating the same guy? Yeah. He was posted in there anonymously. And the girl said, my friend started dating him and I'm trying to see something. I'm getting bad vibes, but she's loving him please help ladies. And people were like, that dude's been on drugs forever. That dude is this, this dude is that. And so they were riding him out. And I don't know, dude, I'll just know he's added me. He's and even now he still is in my story likes and just different things. Like he's not like obviously being faithful to her probably, but he's like love bombing the shit of her. So I saw that they went on a vacation instantly, like just went on a vacation with the kids, with her kids. And um, you can tell like her son is like probably like 14 and he doesn't look happy. And then her daughter's probably like eight or nine or something. So in the picture, the kids look mad. Well, then like two weeks later, he bought them a pool, like a nice pool for their house. Got it. He installed it and did all this. And now the kids love him. Every picture, it looks like they are just thriving. I'm like, he bought the kids too. Like he got her name tattooed within the first three weeks of knowing her within a month and a half, he had put a pool at her crib, landscaped it. It looked nice. It did. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I think that sounds like love. Like maybe but, uh, she's popping that pussy and it's real fucking good. And he's like, you know what? You deserve a fucking pool for you and those babies. <laughs> okay well I think she's doing something crazy because people on that group were saying a lot and it wasn't good 
And I just think I it love, sounds like I love my hometown group, man, because like it's the same like small town fucking bullshit. And there will be arguments about like they re they're redoing the cafe downtown and they're going to be updating it or whatever. And you'll have people in the comments fucking arguing. It's because of Trump. It's because of Biden. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's so expensive. We're not going to have any money for the roads. Like freaking out. And oh my God, the stuff that you get in your small town chats. Yes, yes, yes. It's crazy. It's a crazy world. In the world that we live in, I just like to observe. Maybe they are in love. Who knows? Maybe he should stay out of my story likes and stop 10 times heart reacting my story because <laughs> I can see it. They're always, they're always in the fucking story, but never in public post. You know, it's funny on Facebook, like I can get like 2000 views on a story and then most of the dudes that heart react or thumbs it up or react to it are married or XYZ. So I'm like, all the single people looked at this and was like, we good. And then all the married people are like, that's the one, that one. That's my girl. I need that girl. They're, they're liking it so that they can get a cosplay of you done by their spouse. You know, there are porn stars that do that. They'll like send your spouse like video. You can be like, hey, it's, you know, fucking Dominic's birthday. Can you send him a picture of you twiddling your Twitter? And they're like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people like those cameo, like personalized videos. Why do you say it like that? They love the personalized video. <laughs> they do. I was thinking <laughs> about to a cameo near you. I was about to, yeah, I was actually about to get it fired up. You should. You should do like uh, just voice messages to people. You, you know how many people have asked there. me if I can get Jelly Roll to sing their wife happy birthday? I bet you a lot of people, but I still think you should be a phone sex operator. You know, my friend does that and she loves it. Have you seen the movie for a good time call? I did see that movie. It's kind of, is it newer? Cause I saw it recently. It's not newer, but I think they just put it on Amazon okay. or Peacock. I just watched it the, over the weekend. I love that movie. I could totally see it being us. You know, it's funny. I watched that and I don't watch a lot of TV and I did watch it. See? Boom. Spirit said it's you need to watch that. When you were talking about the, uh, ranch seasoning ranch seasoning that was you know, last night interesting about everything in this world is this body scrub says it's distributed by canada but it's made in china i wonder how much it costs to export all that to back to america same for time. you to buy it for six dollars <laughs> right like how many of these fuckers did you make actually i got this in my monthly boxy charm i signed back up this month and they send you full-size stuff big stuff and they sent this body lotion and it's actually something peaches speaking of come on i've got to tell you for me and it smells really freaking good mitchell and peach english flowers body lotion Ooh, love it. Oh, I my purse. It smells really good, though. And I like it because it was a surprise, a, a little surprise. And then I got stuff I needed. And what was weird is they, like, 
I paid for it last month and then they ran out of the boxes and said I couldn't have one until next month. So I contacted customer support and I'm like, you charged me in July and you're telling me I don't get my box till August. I'm supposed to get one in July. Like you charged me on the first with my Ipsy because Ipsy bought BoxyCharm. I didn't know that. I didn't either. So I just clicked one button and it decided to upgrade it to both. And I got like a free gift and I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this for one month. See what happens. Like I haven't had it in a long time. I used to love it. And I got brushes and stuff this month, which I was excited about. So when I did that, they sent me my MC bag, but did not send me the boxy charm. So I was like, okay. So I got it this month. You done fucked up. Give me my shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, you got anything else you want to say while we're in Candyland? Yeah, pull a card. Everyone loved it. Another one of the same cards? You want a different card? The human design ones. Okay. These ones are fire. I know I've gotten so much feedback from that episode. People were really fucking loving the last episode. Ooh, we got card 32 for longevity. Look at all that cash. 32 Libra with the cash money. Oh my God. I opened the book and it went right to it. Hey, um, the sign is Libra. The gift is soundness and the shadow is tribalism. The level of the gift allows you to see beyond fear, beyond failure and beyond the illusion of death. The exchange of money represents a flow of energy. When you are divinely linked to the source of your decisions, actions, i.e. your inner guidance system, you know just how much of your energy to give to whom and when. You do not spend or hoard out of fear or desperation. Instead, you see the full picture and make sound decisions based on your intuitive wisdom. Longevity is the guiding principle that serves you. The shadow of tribalism. Our collective fear of death, of becoming extinct, has both ensured our species continuation over time and kept us stuck in the quicksand of survival mode, i.e. fight or flight, dog eat dog, tribalism, separation. Paradoxically, this instinctual setting on humanity drives us to cling desperately to our own tribe, group, nation, culture as a preservation strategy while simultaneously dehumanizing the other tribe, country, race, etc., so fittingly in the house of mirrors that is physical reality what appears to be a mechanism for oneness and expansion is merely just strife dressed up with new ribbons as individuals this fear of extinction may play out through the modality of money as you become its willing victim and disregard your own inherent power in the process your themes are money energy bonds and sound judgment i can't hear you I muted myself, so I wasn't breathing while you were reading. And then I forgot to unmute. We've had two <laughs> muted tonight. And you know what's interesting? My friend just texted me. She said, I just got my human design channels and gates class. I'm listening now. Okay, come through with it then. She's in the spell work group. No name drop, oh. I'll tell you after. Um, I love it. 
I just want to say that we have a lot coming up. We are about to announce the full moon power circle date for next month, September. Uh, I know that we have our spell work tier and we are taking votes right now for the group spell work this month. And this is a super powerful month just because there are two full moons coming like in a very short span as well as the new moon and I feel like when you have such a transformative energy like you're going to change seasons like you're changing into the next energy the next chapter of the cycle like fall and it is about death and rebirth and I just really want to emphasize to like let go of things that don't serve you and make space for activities people pastimes hobbies that really do serve you and there is so much going on because this girl just texted me about the red couch <laughs> she said she's listening to the podcast right now yes. So, you know, there's so much synchronicity in a lot of what's going on. She said, I have a red couch and a red massage table that are for workspace only. That's so cool. So people are connecting in a deep way. And I think that if you're open and ready to the next chapter, spirit's going to reveal so much to you. So coming up in the next couple of months is really going to be about letting go and really inviting in what you want and I would just recommend everyone to set like their intentions and be more intentional with your life speak blessings over your body thank your body for all that it does behind the scenes you know yeah. your heart is just beating right now your lungs are just breathing like you're not even having to do all of the work and you feel like you're doing all of the work and I feel like take some of that pressure off of yourself understand that taking a risk is a lot better than staying the same and we will see you next time in Candyland. Bye.